Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Purpose Podcast. My name is Haas Rauscher. The goal of this podcast is to help men find and fulfill their purpose, going to help them be good, strong leaders, good, strong men, good male role models in their communities. I'm going to do that by having conversations, going to invite guests on. I'm going to ask our guests, what is your purpose? What do you think your purpose ought to be? How did you find that purpose? And what do you do every single day? How do you get up, get after it, and go and fulfill that purpose? Uh, Today, we have a repeat guest on, one that uh, he and I talked for literally hours, multiple, uh, last time. And uh, he's a really cool dude. He's one that I enjoy talking to. I enjoy following on Instagram. His name is AJ Kazmierczak, uh, otherwise known as the Coffee Viking. AJ, how's it going? Good, man. Good. I'm happy to be back on with you. It's definitely... uh... We've passed some time between the first one and this recording, so we got plenty to talk about, that's for sure. Yes, sir. Yeah. I, you know what? I didn't even look. Did you see how long ago that one was? I think it was somewhere in like January or February, wasn't it? Yeah, it was either late late January, early February timeframe, something like that. And in January 15th, so yeah. right in the middle of January. And yep. in life, you know, three, four months time frame is a completely different ball game. Yeah, well, and especially with you, and I want to talk to you about that. But first, we need to restate your purpose, sir. What is your purpose? Uh, yeah, so as stated in the original podcast, my purpose has not changed. I'm still striving for it each and every day, and that is to leave a legacy long after I'm gone, rooting in inspiration and education for others. Yes, sir. Awesome. Um, that, uh, yeah, that one was always a good one. I I could tell you put a lot of thought or maybe you didn't put a lot of thought and you're just that good with words. But, uh, one of the two, it seemed like you had put a lot of thought into that, uh, when you had first given it to me and I'm glad that it stuck around. I'm glad that it wasn't anything that, um, you know, faded in and out. I think that's a mark of a good purpose is when you can look at it five months later and be like, yeah, that, you know, I've been able to, uh, to get some stuff done in that arena and it, it stayed the same. Tell me a little bit, um, has there been any uh, any development in that purpose? Have you been able to achieve uh, more things in that purpose? Tell me a couple of ways of how you've been able to fulfill that purpose inside this time gap that we had. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, one of the things that I've always been told and, and have heard from other people that I look up to is we overestimate what we can get done in 10 years and we underestimate what we can get done in 10 months. And so I try to take everything in stride. Um, You know, I've always, I've always quote unquote wanted to leave a legacy and it's been refining over the years into what that legacy is, because the way I look at it is if I'm leaving a legacy, that means even when I'm long gone, 30, 50, a hundred years after I'm gone, in some capacity, people are still going to be talking about, you know, teachings and principles and and things that I may have said. And so in the way that I've been trying to do that is through uh, social media. You know, I just recently started a YouTube channel um, you guys can go follow it on there too. It's still the coffee Viking. It, it, uh, three zero zero three, I think is on the end of it. Uh, or you can just type in on the run and then the coffee Viking. Um, there's a cool mule deer turned whitetail film on that, 
but just through that uh instagram facebook um you know day-to-day -day conversations and i really try to communicate through direct messaging i like being able to talk to people one-on-one -on -one and things like that and growing my profile that way allows me to talk to more people allows me to impact more lives hopefully that's cool man that's cool um one of the ways that man I, I you're a really cool follow on instagram at least for me seeing you do all the things seeing you grow that brand that you've got um you're you're really big into uh you know 75 hard andy frazella live hard all of those things. You've got the bandana on. People won't be able to see this. This is going to be, you know, audio only, but he's got a bandana with a big ass spade and 75 on it. So, um, which is the, the 75 hard logo for those of you that don't know. Um, but you're one of the busiest people I think that I follow, or at least it seems that way. Tell me what, uh, not to say that I doubt you, but it, when you, you post a lot and it seems like you're always posting, uh, things at like odd hours or um you're posting that you're working and then you've got the coffee company you've got tack you've got all these different things uh you just seem like a busy motherfucker is that true <laughs> yeah yeah uh i i like to stay busy i i don't like stagnation i don't like sitting around i you know i'm someone if i'm quote unquote relaxing I start stressing about things that I should be doing, um, you know, and uh, thank goodness for my wife. She is absolutely amazing um, because she has taken on the approach that even when we're on vacation, this stemmed from me initially. When I go on vacation, I want to be more tired getting home than when I left because of the fact that I want to be doing so much and things along those lines. And that's, you know, whether it's uh, doing things on vacation or, you know, my day job is craft beer sales. Uh, I co-own the coffee company, um, excuse me, which is making great strides. Uh, fortunately, I run social media for Total Archery Challenge. Um, and I actually recently... Uh, was invited to go and speak on mentality at the mobile hunter road show, which is put on by uh, my good buddies, Cody DeQuisto and Jacob Lishan of land limited. Um, and it's one of the most educational things you can go to as a hunter wanting to learn more or someone that wants to learn more about hunting. Um, and so, you know, very, very fortunate and blessed. They actually asked me to come out and speak on uh, mentality, mental toughness and and things like that. But Sweet. yeah, the, the short version is I, I try to stay busy. And recently I've tried to get better at not just being busy, but being efficient. Mm -hmm. um, you know, there's plenty of times I'll catch myself that I'm being busy for the sake of being busy. And that's, I mean, if I'm busy for the sake of being busy, or those of you listening, if you're busy just for, just to tell people you're busy, you might as well just sit on the couch because it's the exact same thing. No work is getting done, um, so on and so forth. And so trying to be more efficient, not just busy, but actually getting work done. 
you're making my job very easy because that's exactly where I was going to go. Um, <laughs> that's exactly what I was going to say next is, uh, you know, you, I was going to ask you, I was going to say, so you're really, really busy. Are you really, really effective? Um, what are some tips that you, when you've been making this transition, what are some tips uh, that you found that, that would help somebody realize whether they're being busy or whether they're being effective uh, and how to make that transition? So start off with how to detect that you're just busy, you're not effective. Uh, what, what were the signs for you? What are the signs? Because I'm sure it's a it's a path that you can easily slip into. What are the signs yeah. when you notice it? Yeah. And that's, you know, that's one of those things you you've always got to run. What it, What is that called? Uh, personal audits. So you've okay. always got to audit yourself and, and take find time to take a step back and look from the third person point of view and say, you know, am I just running around? Or am I running around with a purpose? And I like that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And and I've tried to get better at that over the years. Um, I can tell you one of the single best things I'm going to sound like a broken record, but one of the single best things actually stems from Andy Frisella. And that is the power list. And basically at its core, and the down and dirty, no fluff added, all the power list is, is simply a notebook with numbers one, two, three, four, five. And then in the top right corner is a W and in the top left corner is an L. And or flip that, one, one of those. And you write five tasks down, just the daily tasks that you know you need to get done. Not, I'm going to be a millionaire but a step to get you to that. I'm going to send out three emails to potential new clients. Um, I'm going to be diligent in the gym and do a hundred pull-ups, you know, things along those lines. And as you complete each task, you put a check mark or cross it out or whatever. At the end of the day, you look at it, and if you completed all five tasks, you circle the W. If you didn't, you circle the L. And that was one of the best things that took me from being busy to being efficient because of the fact that I could visually see progress. And, you know, you got to five o'clock and I've got three of the five things done. I know that by the time I go to bed at 10 or 11... I need to get those other two things done somehow, some way, shape or form. Then when bedtime rolls around, I can look. I There's a, a small sense of pride because you accomplish what you set out to accomplish. You win the day. And guess what? You get to do it all again the next day. That's awesome, man. I, I like that. Um, how do you, uh, let's see. I'm sure you do more than five things. Um, what is the upper limit for a powerless task? Because I know there is a, I don't know if it's the, the law of diminishing returns or, or, or what, but, um, I, in my experience, when I was doing engineering for, for feedlots and stuff like that, there was a certain amount of tasks that I had in the day, uh, that when I had all of them, it made all of them suck. Um, it's kind of like the, uh, you know, the Matthew McConaughey thing where he says, I would rather have, uh, an A in three subjects than a B in five. Um, you know, when I would get too bogged down, 
uh, a lot of my tasks, you know, started to suck. Do you, have you had any experience with that where you just try to do too much? Well, it, it, that's another thing that I forgot to mention with the power list. The power list is five things that you do outside of your daily requirements. So okay. I know that I'm required to go to, sorry about that. I had a dehumidifier kick on next to me. Um, I know, I know that I am required to go to work and do my sales tasks and then, you know, get off at five or six o'clock or whatever. I'm not putting any of that on my power list because that is already a requirement. The power list is designed for tasks that will benefit you in the future. Yes, sir. Right. Excuse me. And so, you know, people, when they hear about this, they're like, well, why don't you just put 20 down? And it's like, because if you do a self audit and you do a, a internal look, neither, none of us are going to do 20 tasks in a day for 21 days straight or 30 days straight or 60 days straight or whatever it is to make that uh, task a habit. You know what I mean? We have yep. a hard enough time trying to walk a straight line and chew gum at the same time. And so why on earth would, like you said, why on earth would we bog ourselves down with, you know, crazy amounts of tasks when we can just pick five, right? Yep. You got plenty of time in the day, even if you are someone that is super crazy busy, you got plenty of time to find a way to get five tasks done. And so that's why it is five. That's why it's not 20. That's why it's not 15. Because like you said, we're first off, in order to write 15, 20 tasks down, I write terribly slow. That's going to take me <laughs> 45 minutes to an hour just to write all these tasks down. Now I've just burned that out when I could have been writing my five tasks and working on one of them. Yeah. And and so that's kind of the that's kind of the idea behind just do five. That makes sense. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. Let's. uh, Yeah. I, what are some what are some big accomplishments? I noticed that you've gotten some uh, I noticed that you've made progress from social media, particularly within the coffee company. But let me know some uh, some big milestones or some accomplishments that have happened over the past five months uh what what is what is new for aj uh what has the power list done for aj kazmerzak in the past five months oh geez um well in i i just said you know the the standard tasks from the like your day-to-day -day job those don't count but i some of those um I've added in, you know, go meet face to face with a new client or email a potential new client. And I've done that with both the beer side and the coffee side. Right. So through that, uh, on my day job side, I've gained a number of uh, wholesale clients on the coffee side. I'm pulling it up on my phone right now. Uh, five. 10, 15, 20. Uh, so my coffee company now is a wholesale coffee provider to over 30, 
30 and some change wholesale clients around the greater Columbus, Ohio area, which is just incredible. Some of which are uh, premier distilleries, some of which are, uh, you know, hair salons, coffee, other coffee shops that might not roast their own, but they want to support local coffee, um, just bars, restaurants, number of different places. But so that's been big leaps and bounds in that regard. Um, went out to Oklahoma for total archery challenge, which was, you know, pretty amazing. That was a great time out there. It is a beautiful event. It's held at Beaver's Bend State Park in Broken Bow, Oklahoma. It's beautiful out there, uh, especially at that time of the year. It's, what was that? Early April, I think. So a lot of the trees were still dead, but the weather was really nice. Um, yes. so that was cool. Um, yeah, those are just some of the things that have been going on. Uh, I think we talked about it last time, but my wife and I are expecting our first in July. So Sweet. we've got a lot of housework stuff that I need to start throwing on those uh, yeah. five daily tasks so that I can get those done before uh, baby Kaz makes his way here. Um, yes, sir. Yeah, you might just hand her your power list for the next couple months. Just be like, here. Yeah, just tell her just, to make it for me. Yeah. And That's not yeah. a bad idea. I hope she's not listening upstairs right now. <laughs> That's funny. Just don't. You, this, uh, it's okay. You don't. You don't have to share this episode on your Instagram if you don't want to. You, <laughs> you don't have to share it that way. She won't listen to it and get the idea. Uh, but no, man, that, that's awesome. And I, one thing, did you recently expand to a new location for the coffee cup co- for the coffee company? Do I remember seeing that? Uh, so that is in pro in progress right now. So, uh, okay, cool. we've, we've launched a back backstory. Um, we've been looking for a new space for Jennings Java for quite some time now, AKA over two years. We had a regular couple that then became friends approach us about this new space deeper into the area that we already were well known, which was great. We actually have already signed the lease on it. So that is, I mean, we're in basically. Now comes the heart of building it out, construction, electric, plumbing, making sure all of that stuff goes on. Um, you know, we've got a Kickstarter that has been launched and that goes until May 25th. And, uh, that's going to help with the build out. That's going to, you know, uh, coffee roaster, six tap kegerator for nitro cold brew variations, all the stainless steel, pretty looking items that you see at coffee shops or don't see cause some are in the back. Um, things like that. That's what it's for to build all that out. And uh, it's it's going to be a monumental step for us because where we're at right now, working out of a glorified garage, just the production area at the new space. So back of house um, work that is double the size of where we're at now and where we're at now, we're running everything out of. So we're going to have separate production space. We're going to have excuse me. We're going to have a front of house cafe, full blown coffee shop. We're actually going to put the roaster there so that people can watch Daniel roast and see the process. And then we're going to have uh, storage and office space in the basement of the building, which is, 
Uh, really, really cool. It is going to be Jennings Java's home for the next potentially 10 plus years. Sweet. That'll be really cool. Um, so I, I do have a, uh, I had a couple questions. Um, number one, you're a craft beer salesman. Uh, has that been good or bad with the recent beer controversy? <laughs> Cause that is kind of a wild market right now. <laughs> uh, you know, it's, it's one of those things where I, I, so I work on the craft beer side, which if you look at demographics and you look at who's drinking what and things like that, that is a traditionally liberal market, you know? Yeah. However, I don't hide, you know, I, I don't hide myself. I work for an outdoor based brewery. Uh, you know, the other beer reps that know me know that I bow hunt and things like that. Um, you know, clients of mine, they know that kind of stuff. Um, and a lot of the recent controversy comes from uh, the macro beer side, right? You know, it, yeah. it comes from those big domestic brands. And it a lot of people are taking these real hard stances with uh, whether they, what they support, what they don't support, things like that, um, you know, it just a lot of people make these hard stances and don't do much research outside of that. Right. Uh, for instance, and I have no problem uh, talking about this. I've got friends that all of a sudden they heard about the Bud Light thing and they were up in arms about it. And they said, I'm never drinking it again. I'm going to go drink Coors Light. And <laughs> I mean, that's that's completely fine. I, you know, in terms of big macro domestic beers, I, I'm a Coors Light drinker. Like I, I enjoy Coors Light. I've been drinking it since I was 21. Uh, you know, good stuff. And that's fine. Just understand that you're going from one to another. And Coors Light has been the title sponsor for the Denver Pride Festival, Pride Parade, you know, stuff like that. So it's yep. like, you can't just take this hard stance and not do any other research. You know what I mean? And yep. so I think there's a lot of people that went up in arms about stuff for face value. And then that was all they really cared about. They wanted to get their 15 seconds of I'm taking a stance. I'm never drinking this or I'm only drinking this or whatever. And then it goes by the wayside, you know? Yeah. So it's it's one of those things people have to figure it out for themselves and people have to make their own decisions and you know it it is what it is it, it's a very interesting time to to be in alcohol sales and things like that yeah well and i can imagine that you're probably like hey absolutely don't buy any of them big beers why don't you buy some craft beer <laughs> well I, uh -oh. in 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 that sense 100 percent more so from the support local side of things. So the yeah, craft yeah, yeah. that I work for is strictly local to the Columbus, greater Columbus area. Um, for those of you, and you guys can't see me right now, but for those of you that don't know, Columbus has a big freeway that basically makes a circle all the way around it. Um, and so where the company I sell for it, we are just in there. So we have a big push for 
We love people that love the outdoors. We have a big push for um, supporting local and supporting, keeping your money in the community, basically, you know? Yeah, that makes a, that makes a lot of sense. So, um, man, it's been, uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a wild four months. I just keep thinking, or five months, whatever it's been. It, I just keep thinking about questions to ask between then and now. And I'm like, dude, there has been so much that has happened. Uh, oh yeah, there, there's a so, lot that, that's gone on and and things like that. Yeah. So, uh, d- did you ever do live hard? Did you do the full live hard? I couldn't remember if we had discussed that or not. I think we discussed it briefly. Um, been very fortunate. I've completed seventy five hard a number of times. Uh, I've completed phase one, one once. Um, and then I, I believe I got to day 22 on phase two, uh, failed and haven't gone back to, uh, take care of the program. For those of you that don't know, there's four parts to it. 75 hard is the mental toughness program that's gone mega viral, uh, over the last couple of years. And then there's phase one, phase two, and phase three, all of which are designed to, reshape you mentally and you know make you basically make you a a, just a mentally tougher and a better person overall oh and as a byproduct if you do everything correctly you're going to be in some of the best shape of your life yep yep so um do you have any plans to go and do and do the full live hard uh, soon. I, well, let me ask it this way. Uh, as far as the, uh, the mental toughness, the discipline, the, the physical aspects, what's in the cards for, uh, for 2023. Um, so I'm going to ask the same question for hunting soon. And I'm going to ask the same question for business soon, but let's talk about mental toughness, mental discipline and, uh, and, and physical, uh, you know, appearance, health, whatever you want to, whatever you're, whatever you're striving for, what's new in 2023. What, what, what do you have left to do? Yeah. So for 2023, um, I mean, we're only five months into it, right? We still have a whole second half of 2023, uh, you know, with us, my, my outlook is changing a little bit. Uh, previously I used to, excuse me, previously I used to just want to be as big and as strong and as powerful as possible because of the fact that I was always the skinny kid with abs growing up. And so mm-hmm. once I found the gym and I found fitness and nutrition and things like that, I never wanted to be that, that kid again. Uh, now things are definitely changing and I feel changing for the better. Um, you know, with, with the social media side of things, uh, being involved with uh, first form outdoors having a kid on the way, things like that. I'm I'm changing my mindset to more functional fitness and intentionally preparing for the hunt. And there's I mean this is a this is a taboo topic in the whitetail community big time because there's a whole group that says, "Well, you don't need to be in great shape to kill big deer and you know what? To that, I would say I agree. You you don't have to be in great shape to kill big deer. However, if you are in better shape, if you can go that extra mile, if you can um, get to that next ridge, 
you know, you're going to, if you're in better shape, you're going to be less exhausted. You're going to be less fatigued. All of that adds up to um, a higher percentage of success. You know, I know plenty of people that basically have kegs for bellies and they've got huge deer on the wall. Um, But my thing is I never... I never want to leave it to chance and I never want to leave from a hunt or leave from a hunting season thinking, well, if I would have just went one more ridge or if I would have just crossed that creek or if I would have just done this or X, Y, Z, anything specifically related to my physical ability, I don't want to leave any of that to chance. And so that's kind of the mentality behind the switch from as big and as strong as possible to as functionally fit as possible. What are some of the direct changes in your, in your fitness program that you're making to, uh, to facilitate that? Oh, dude, my, my, uh, training regimen is whooping my ass right now. Um, so for, it's kind of a a two-part thing. For anybody listening, if you want to know more about this, reach out to me on Instagram. But First Form has their own app, and it is the most all-inclusive app I have ever found. It is a meal tracker. Uh, it has workouts and entire 6, 8, 10, 12-week workout, um, workout programs in it, ranging from at-home, beginner, intermediate, expert, and everything in between. And they have mm-hmm. stuff for every training style, traditional, strongman, powerlifting, CrossFit, uh, you know, wanting to quote unquote tone up, different things like that. And then on top of that, there's videos, there's live Q and A's, there's educational seminars, all in this one app. And through that, I found a new training program that I wanted to try. And so currently I'm doing the 6-12-25 method. Now, you you take what I wanted to do, be as big and as strong as possible. That requires some low volume reps. That requires a little more rest in between. Um, It requires, you know, there's... um, I've always been told do one exercise at a time, things like that. Yep. 6, 12, 25, for example, I'll read it off because I just got back from the gym. So today I did, it's a tempo workout program. And so with that tempo workout program, oops, it's not popping up. Going to have to do it from memory. Uh, with that tempo program, it's a tri-set. For those of you that don't know, you do one exercise, go into the next, do that one, go into the next, do that one, then you get a rest break. So it's six reps with a slow four count, 12 reps with a slow three count, and then 25 reps of just standard going to town. Uh, For instance, today was dumbbell bench press for six reps incline dumbbell bench press for 12 reps and then um cable flies for 25 reps and you do that set for three to five sets so drastically different training program there's tempo involved it's 
forcing me to really condition my muscles, which I personally feel is going to help me in the long run because of the fact that I'm going to be logging miles. I'm not going to be tired when I get to certain places and things like that, especially mm -hmm. because I have my first elk hunt coming up this year, which is another cool, cool thing that's happened in the last four months. Sweet. How did that come about? So, like I said, I work for First Form Outdoors uh, as well in the outdoor and fitness side of things. And a group of us in First Form Outdoors are going to take off. Jake, who is uh, the Dawn, uh, it's Jake from First Form on Instagram. He, this is First Form Outdoors is kind of his brainchild. Fortunately, him and I have become really good friends over the over the years, and he used to guide out west. And so there's a group of us that are going to go out west, and we'll hopefully put something really, really cool together on video. That's really cool. So yeah, very excited for that, man. That's awesome, man. Uh, you're making you're making big steps, sir. Sounds like you're making big <laughs> steps. So uh, in, in that aspect, tell me a little bit more about. Um, I, you know, I asked what's next for, for fitness. Uh, you just kind of alluded to what's, what's next for, uh, for, for business. Um, I, I assume I I'm going to lump your, your passions and your business. I don't know what you categorize versus passion, hobbies, or business. Uh, I'm going to, I'm going to say that hunting, uh, the, the social media side of things, uh, the coffee, the beer, I'm going to lump all of that kind of into business, basically everything that's not your wife and your family. Uh, I'm going to call business. So aside from the elk hunt, what's next in business in 2023? How are you, uh, how are you punching the gas pedal in 2023 in business? So it, yeah, if we're throwing all of that in there, which is kind of how mentally I, it's kind of mentally how I sort those things. You know, I have mm -hmm. the way I look at it is I have beer business, coffee business and outdoor business. Um, so there's, like I had mentioned earlier, my buddy Jake Lishan, there's some really cool things going on with the Mobile Hunter Roadshow. Uh, I believe there's tickets in Tennessee, Virginia, Pennsylvania, Michigan, and Iowa. All of those are on sale. Uh, I'm going to be at three of those in the coming months, two in June, one in August. Um not business related, but still involved with the months leading up. Babies due July 21st or somewhere around that. We'll be opening the new shop for Jennings Java in August. We finally have a final month window. It was June, then it was July, which really freaked me out because I'm like, how am I going to do baby and new coffee shop? Yeah. Um, but hopefully we'll have a couple of weeks with the baby to get things figured out. And I know that's an ever changing thing, but then opening the new shop in August coffee business goal is just continue getting more wholesale clients, continue uh, showcasing to people coffee outdoors and spreading the message of coffee and a smile. That's our whole shtick. When you come to Jennings Java or when you order online from Jennings Java, you are guaranteed coffee and a smile. We we make sure that we're doing the handwritten notes coming out to you via online order. We make sure that we have good conversations when you come into the coffee shop. And those are deeply rooted in our values. And we don't want to change that ever. 
Um, one of the cool things about our spot now and one of the cool things that I've actually seen personally is myself, my business partner, some of our employees. We've done uh, different craft events and different things like that. And first person in line might be a um, very large, uh, loud redneck. Next person might be a uh, gay guy. The one behind that might be a black lady. And you know what? Everyone gets treated the exact same because we want every single person to have a great experience with Jennings Java. And we're going to take that into the new shop. Um, and then, man, once hunting season rolls around, dude, uh, there's there's a lot coming down the line, thanks to my buddy Jake Lishin and Land Limited. Um, maybe some vlog-style stuff throughout the season that are then go up onto YouTube. Definitely the elk hunt, for sure, Ohio Whitetail. Uh, my buddy Ryan Haynes, he reached out, and because of the uh, Sika that I was able to go and shoot and the stories that I've told uh, him about Sika hunting out in Maryland. He's like, dude, let's, let's get out there. You know, we both, he's big into photography and videography. We also have some buddies out that way. So we might try to do uh, kind of a cool Sika deer hunt short for that aspect. But yeah, there's, there's a lot coming. And then, I'm definitely going back to Alabama because for the second year in a row, I got my butt whooped on public land down in Alabama <laughs> in January. And uh, we got to break this dry spell. So I'll be going back to Alabama January of 24. Sweet. Awesome, man. It sounds like you got a lot of big stuff going on. Uh, yeah, dude, that's uh, that's crazy. Um, you, you really are a busy dude and it sounds like you're busy and effective. You're making strides. So, uh, the last thing I have is I know we've got the kid coming up. Um, tell me, tell me a little bit. Uh, I want to know your thoughts on, so the original, the, the, the first question is what's next, uh, in your personal life. Uh, I'm sure it's kind of hard to see past the kid right now. <laughs> that's probably the, that's probably the big, uh, the big blinder right now, but let, let me know, uh, how has your marriage kind of evolved uh, during that pregnancy? Have there been any tri trials, any tribulations? Has there been any uh, major progresses, major arguments that you were able to get through uh, with your wife? And then uh, what do you see coming uh, down the pike with, with the kid? Is there anything significant that you think you're going to have to work through? Uh, is your wife, has she always stayed home? Is she going to stay home? Uh, give, me, give me just the kind of rundown of your personal life uh, for the past five months and what's, what's coming. Oh, dude, <laughs> I'll just recap yesterday for you. Um, <laughs> so yesterday, so long story short, we are getting the uh, upstairs bathroom redone because right now it's just a shower and we yep. want it to, it also has a small leak and we want it to be, we want a bathtub for the baby. It, you know, that's one thing that we want. And so we, set everything up, got, you know, got the account put in my name for funds and things like that. And, and those aspects, yep. well, lo and behold, doing a bunch of stuff. I assumed it was already set up to automatically pull out the different monthly payments. It was not, we get a, a bill in the mail. 
Ellie starts um, trying to handle that over the phone with somebody. I'm down here doing uh, work um, for something else. You know, it's one of those things where I, I, I feel like I've tried to take more of a step back when things like that happen. Um, Cause without a doubt, and hopefully the short version of the story that I just told, you know, listeners understand hundred percent my fuck up and yeah. it, was just, it was something that slipped through at the time we were both super heated um you know i came back downstairs we got it figured out i came back downstairs she was up watching netflix um but then end of the night leading into the morning um you know we th- this is another good thing about social media i feel like we're uh you know, we made it, we did the whole kiss and makeup thing. And then, you know, we're sending memes back and forth to each other. You know, I don't care how mad we already, there was one today that was hysterical. It was something to the effect of, I don't care how tired you get of me, go take a nap or grab an energy drink and we'll figure it out. And especially with having the baby, this third, second, third trimester, she's been, uh, pretty tired um she also was a caffeine fiend before she got pregnant and you got to tone that way back so i think that has some effects but um but yeah man she she's a trooper and then we sent that to each other and we're laughing about it and she said i'll be the one that gets the energy drink and i said yeah but i'm not telling you to take a nap because that won't end well and just trying to keep things fun and lighthearted i also am fully aware that I don't have a fucking clue what she's going through, dude. Yeah. Like motherhood and becoming a mother and things like that. Thank goodness there's motherhood content creators because we, I've started following a couple of them and they're given like the down and dirty details of what moms have to go through with pregnancy and giving birth and postpartum and, you know, half of the people don't even realize that for the next month, the wife and the now mom essentially has to wear a diaper for the full month because of everything kind of rearranging itself. And so I'm trying to view as much as I can about that side of things so that I'm more understanding when that time comes for us. Um, And basically just trying to be her number. I mean, I've always tried to be her number one supporter, but going above and beyond, um, you know, fortunately she hasn't had any weird craving combinations, but (laughs) there's been some, some weird cravings. Just neither one of us are really ice cream people. And the other day she really wanted a, a blizzard from Dairy Queen. And, you know, I, we've talked about it already. I co-own a coffee company. She's been on this huge McDonald's coffee kick recently. And just like being the supporter in that, like, yeah, babe, I got you. No worries. Drive right down the road, grab it for her, come back. Small things like that make a huge difference. Um, And so I'm, I'm not, this is not me saying I'm perfect by any means. You know, the first story just shows you that I fucked up. Um, But trying to, trying to be understanding in that regard with what she's going through. That's kind of the, the big way that the marriage and the relationship has changed. 
Um, and I mean, dude, she's a badass. She's a professional photographer. Baby is slated for July 21. I think she's got a wedding the third Saturday of August that she's shooting. Sweet. And so, you know, bar none, the better half, uh, her seeing her work and seeing her drive just in re reassures and reinstills my drive and excitement for the future. Cause you know, I, I think you should look at it as we're building our own empire together, help me help you kind of thing. And so that's kind of, that's kind of what we do. Awesome, man. That is a, uh, that's a really good answer. What are you drinking? If you don't mind me asking. Well, um, if you want me to be honest with you, I have a, let's see here. I have a 40 ounce thing of water. Uh, I just finished up my dinner. I drank a first form formula one root beer float, uh, post-workout shake, which bar none root beer float is the best flavor. That is the one warning I will tell listeners if they do decide to get first form protein, whether it's formula one or level one, and we can talk about the difference later, whatever flavor it says, it tastes like a liquid version of that. There's no kind of tastes like that there's no oh there's some some off flavor no 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 no. this flavor is root beer float and it tastes like a root beer float it is bonkers and then uh my wife got me hooked on these zevia zero cal sodas i don't really drink pop or anything like that because of how bad they are but she recently turned me on to these and they're you know um gluten-free, vegan, zero cow, zero protein, zero carb, zero fat, uh, zero sugars. There's only one, two, three. There's only four ingredients in it. So I'm like, that's got to be a good alternative. And that one tastes pretty good. And then I'm sure what you were asking, uh, (laughs) I've got about an ounce of whiskey just because I... You know, I wanted a a little bit of whiskey while you and I chatted back and forth. And today I'm looking over my shoulder, uh, four roses, small batch. That's what I ended up going with today. Absolutely. That is what I, that is what I'm looking for, man. The, uh, the four roses is good stuff. So I'm actually, your your listeners are going to be like, how is this guy not peeing every hour on the hour? And jokes (laughs) on you guys, uh, we got about 15 minutes and then I'll need to go to the bathroom. (laughs) <laughs> that's funny no dude i i completely understand I, i'm the worst about uh i'll have to get up during work meetings to go pee because i drink my uh i drink my uh gallon of water all at work so i try not to have any water left to drink when i get home uh and so it'll be like we'll be in like a two o'clock meeting and i'll get like 15 minutes in the meeting i'm like damn it, i gotta go and so i'll go pee oh yeah um, so yeah, yeah and, it's and you just learn actually i so i try to look at everything as a, as a good experience in some way, shape or form, believe it or not through drinking my gallon of water, it's actually forced me to train myself on the appropriate ways to excuse yourself from meetings, to tell someone, Hey, I'll be right back or, you know, things like that. And so that's what I take away from it is all that is is practice for if you ever end up in a situation and you really have to go and you got to break away, uh, you yep. know, the proper way to do that. And so I, some people, most people probably don't 
give a rat's ass about that, but it's something that I care about. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, I uh I just I just leave. That's what if I'm holding like a conversation with somebody, I just leave and don't say anything to them. I just leave them there talking. Just, just that's... straight cliffhanger. They're like yeah, yeah, yeah. He's out and I don't know where he's going. <laughs> no. Uh no, that's funny. No, that four roses stuff is, is pretty damn good, dude. Uh I haven't had the money for whiskey lately. Otherwise I, I probably would have had me a little bit, but uh trust me, I would I would argue 80% of my collection came from a I'm 28 now. 80% of my collection probably came from 21 to 24, yep. 24, 25. Uh, and then I realized that there's a lot other more important and way cooler things than just having an alcohol collection, you know? Yep. Yeah, no. Well, I don't know about cooler. I think if you have like just a bomb ass alcohol collection, I think that's pretty cool. Well, uh, but that <laughs> see, that is cool, right? That that's awesome. But me personally, would I rather have a really cool? Let's just put a, a random number on it. Would I re- would I rather have a really cool ten thousand dollar whiskey collection, or would I rather have uh five mounts on the wall from five two thousand dollar hunts i'll take the hunts every day of the week why not both why not both bro well that's why, why not both job is moving into a bigger facility <laughs> <so we can laughs> <make that happen. laughs> that's what i'm saying that's what i'm saying you gotta have both but no i i completely understand what you're saying that's why i haven't i i used to be big into the whiskey um I, and, and i still know quite a bit about it. i still watch all the youtube videos and stuff like that i'm the same way with pocket knives uh I, i've spent far too much money on pocket knives in the past and now i'm starting to realize hey uh you know all these pocket knives are cool but uh you know what's cooler is going and hunting or getting a new bow or doing things like that so no yeah. I, i'm in complete agreement with you but i saw that you were sipping on some whiskey and it made me want some so um i had to i had to of course ask what you were drinking four four roses is pretty good yeah, um, I, I really I like do enjoy. There, there's a subtle sweetness to it. It's not overly sweet, but it's there. It's just sweet enough on the finish that it's pleasant, you know. Yep, yep. So, well, AJ, man, I think we've had a really good conversation. I know you and I, uh, we're both busy, and I know at least you're effective. So you're busy and effective. I don't know how effective I am, but uh, I know that I'm damn sure busy. So, uh, man, I think we've had a really good conversation. Do you have anything for me? Do you have any questions for me before yeah, we close I it out? I have a question because this is the first time I know nobody else gets to see our faces, but this is the first time I get you face to face. Tell me about your experience with method archery. Oh, method archery. Yes. Um, I actually love method archery. Those guys do it right. Um, I, I will tell you this, if, if anybody's here that hasn't heard me talk yet about like hunting or stuff like that, that it's maybe you followed AJ over here. Uh, well, he's not going to post this so that his wife doesn't hear that she can <laughs> control his power list. So maybe you're not going to be here, but, uh, yeah, man, if, if you're new to archery and stuff like that method is the way to go for, uh, for arrows and stuff like that. I, um, struggled like hell with arrows in the past. I went to a local shop that, um, I don't want to, I don't want to call them bums, but, uh, <laughs> it just didn't treat me right. Uh, the, I, I, I wasted my money. Let me put it that way at the local shop. I, uh, went with another, uh, online Instagram archery shop that I thought did good work. They always post in their reels and stuff like that. Uh, they do custom arrows and they send them out. 
Uh, I spent $300 on victories with them. I went with the VAP SS. Uh, I spent a lot of money. They sent me my arrows and then I uh, had ins- inserts pull out immediately. Um, literally, like within the first two shots, I had an insert pull out. I called the dude and he shrugged off any responsibility. He was like, no. He's like, sometimes that just happens. Uh, tried it in a couple of different targets and then call me back later. Uh, went again shot it twice, had an insert pull out of a different arrow. Um, it was just crazy. And so I found through, uh, through Redbeard Outdoors and AJ uh, Method Archery, you go and you put in your bow specs uh, and they send you arrows that actually fucking work. So, and they look really cool too. Um, they, they really nailed down my FOC. They nailed down my weight uh, and I got the tax specials. They look really, really cool. Oh, dude, um, so the tax specials they are beautiful I'm yeah with at, the pops of red yeah i'm looking at like 12 right now 12 of the tack ones i got a couple og zmrs from when method used to be vector archery but yeah yeah no just good people and i know that i i actually saw isaac and the guys in oklahoma and i know you had a great experience there so i just wanted to hear from you how good that experience was yeah no they they treated me right they were and don't don't say hey hoss said that you'll give a a rush order no i was in a bind for turkey season uh and i had been you know kind of screwed over by that last company and they actually rushed it for me so i'm not going to say that they'll rush it for everybody uh they told me very specifically that they don't do rushes but they would try to get it out and uh they got me arrows to my door within like four days uh, so yeah, it, it was super awesome. My, my bow hunting has kind of taken a little bit of a, uh, a backseat shooting the bow and stuff like that, just cause I've been so focused on weight loss. Um, but I have, uh, really like it. I actually picked up a UV button in, in between the time that you and I talked and I love that UV button, man. Yeah, um, dude, that's, that's what I switched over to. I was a index release guy through and through for the longest time. And um, I can tell you, I went from that. I found a secondhand true fire synapse, which if right. you're thinking about switching to a thumb, it is a great low cost to entry, uh, to try that guy. I know spot hog has the whippersnapper as well. My cousins, uh, started out with the B3 exit, all of which are great to get a feel for thumb buttons. I then switched to, the Stan Perfects thumb. I that one I was like, man, this is this is it. This is a great release. And it is, it's fantastic. But got in touch with Jack Hahn. Jack actually filmed and produced my hunting film on the run. Um, and he uh introduced me to the UV button, and I have never held a more ergonomically perfect release um oh in that time i also had a a knock on knock to it the green one not a big two finger guy but i have the three finger uv button and just the curvature of the release the way it fits into the hand it's like it's just like it belongs there and uh yeah it is the best feeling release that i've ever shot uh and i'll be shooting it for the foreseeable future yeah, dude, I, I love I love that UV button. And I'll tell you this, you know, more for beginners or people that are shooting an index release. Um, I have been told multiple times 
Uh, a lot of people told me not to go to a button that I needed to shoot a hinge first because I would I would punch a button. Um, these are guys that do indoor indoor archery. Um, they swore by that, and I tried a hinge and I could not do a hinge. The the anxiety of pulling it back, I couldn't practice in my driveway like I you know like I want to do. Um, it was it was absolutely ridiculous. And uh, make sure that you know what punching the trigger is. Make sure you learn how to not punch the trigger with a thumb button. Make sure you get a shot trainer, get an actual shot trainer. Don't do the whole, you know, string on your thumb and finger bullshit. No, get one that's actually like a bow handle or, you know, a bow, a bow riser. Uh, they make 3d printed ones on Etsy that are like $10, uh, get a shot trainer, set it up for your, uh, for your draw length and uh, practice with that thumb release and practice just slowly, uh, slowly kind of relaxing that hand and uh, letting that, letting the release do the work uh, or letting the, the tension uh, on the, on the bow do the work for you uh, without punching that trigger. And uh, I promise a thumb is it's way better than a finger release. Uh, it's almost impossible for me not to punch a finger release. They keep, you know, they tell you that you can hook that finger and just pull back that was that was impossible because all of the tension was in that wrist strap. Yeah, all of the tension was in the wrist strap, and there wasn't enough room. I know, I know they can't see, but there wasn't enough room uh, for tension in that wrist strap for for it to move back against my finger. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, um, yep, absolutely. And so, uh, yeah, you can jump right into a thumb if you do it if you do it correctly. Uh, you know, getting your your draw down right or not your draw, uh, getting your your release down right with a shot trainer. Uh, you can jump right into a thumb. You don't have to go to a hinge. That that's that's bullshit. Uh, and even if, sorry guys, if you listen to this at my local bow shop, um, it, it doesn't. You're say, wrong. You're going to piss <laughs> off people. I don't. Yeah, I don't care because they. You know, I wasted two hundred dollars because I went with the hinge first. Uh, but was and it wasted or was it a learning experience? I guess it was a learning experience, but <laughs> but on a budget, it pisses me off um on a on a budget it pisses me off it, it, it really is frustrating it's such a frustrating sport to get into as a beginner uh because of all the i guess tribal knowledge or i don't even want to call it misinformation because our government has just ruined that word um but uh follow people that know what they're doing uh like aj or redbeard outdoors or uh chris b he knows a lot um make sure that if you are trying to get into archery, sorry, I'm going to get on my soapbox here for a second, AJ. I know I was closing it out, but I'm hanging out. <laughs> you got me pissed off. All right. Um, you got me pissed off now, AJ. Look what you've done. Um, no. So don't, don't let, how do I put this? Find people that know what they're doing. And uh, if you go into a local shop, make sure you're doing your own research before you walk into a local shop. And don't let them give you any shit about, oh, did you see that on social media? Or, oh, yeah, Cam Haynes, ha, 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 you know, Chris B, all of that bullshit. No, because I wasted and not wasted. I, I get it. It is a learning experience. But I let them talk me into spending like at least 500 to 800 extra dollars that I wish I never would have, you know, even messed with in arrows, in releases, uh, different things like that, um, sites, rests, just stuff that. I was like, man, I see this stuff on social media. I'm a guy that does my research. And so um, I was doing my research, but then I walked in and I was like, well, these guys, you know, they're local bow dudes. They own a bow shop or, you know, they shoot all the time. Maybe they know what they're doing. Um, make sure you're doing your research and make sure that you um, guys like Crispy, guys like Cam Haynes, uh, even though, you know, John Dudley, I don't like any of Dudley's releases. I don't, I don't, I'm not a huge fan of his releases. I'm, I'm sure they're good for the right crowd, but 
uh, guys like Cam Haynes, guys like Chris B, guys like Redbeard Outdoors, AJ Kazmerzak, uh, these people that are shooting their bows every single day or that are doing a lot of stuff with their bows, uh, those are the people that are going to be able to help you out, help you out, method archery. Um, those are the people that you need to listen to. Sorry, soapbox done. Don't don't waste extra money. No, no, you're fine. I one as let's put it this way: as someone that is a salesman on multiple fronts, one mm-hmm. of the best things that I tell, and I've actually got three guys: uh, one in Louisville, one in Michigan, and one where I live that are actually going to come with me to my local bow shop that I trust because I know the process that my bow shop goes through with people looking at a new bow. And so I tell people this, whether we can link up or not, I tell people this the exact same way. If you walk into a bow shop and you go up to someone and you say, Hey, I want a new bow. And they walk over to the wall and they say, Hey, this is the bow for you. This is what you need. Walk right out. The best response a bow shop can give you when you walk in and say, hey, I'm, you know, I'm looking at getting a new bow is cool. We've got rests on a number of different bows. Let's get them in your hand and see what feels good. Those shops that say, hey, let's shoot multiple bows. Those are the ones that I trust. Those are the ones that I send my friends to. Uh, you know, there's a reason that I send people to Buckeye Archery Supply, and it's because they have every single one of the major brands. Obviously, I'm I shoot for bear, so I'm partial to bear, but even I will tell people go shoot everyone. Buckeye Archery Supply has Bear, Matthews, Hoyt, PSE. They just picked up Prime, they've got Bowtech. And basically, if it's got a rest and it's got a D loop on it they'll let you shoot it. And personally, that's a sign of a good bow shop because they want to know what feels good to you. Yeah, I I agree with that. And then I'll add on here. I understand balling on a budget. I understand having to be on a budget. Uh, Myself, personally, uh, I've been on a budget. Don't Also, don't let money... uh, Save up and do it right the first time. Uh, because what I found is going through there and and trying to, uh, oh, I'll get this release because it's $100 cheaper. Well, then I didn't like that release. You know what I'm saying? Like if you've gone in and you've tried things and you know which one you like more, uh, arrows are an excellent point. Uh, Method Archery, there's they are pricey arrows. Like I'm not going to lie to you. They're pricey arrows. They're not Black Eagle Outlaws. Uh, they're not, you know, stock bow shop arrows that you can pick up for what, you know, 10 bucks a piece or something like that, uh, or even less than that. That's not what they are. I promise you that getting an arrow that is made for your bow, your draw length, your poundage, uh, it is going to be better. Do not say, oh, I'm, I'm only going to spend $150 instead of $250. Uh, if, if you actually want to do it right. And if you get into it, uh, the way that AJ and I are, you'll notice that you need nicer arrows or that you need, or eventually you'll want and, uh, and you'll want and at a certain extent you'll need better arrows uh, to get the kind of results that you're looking for uh and it's better off just to just to pay the people the money to do it right uh like method archery uh, another thing that i was gonna throw on top of that is i'm not opposed to local shops don't don't take what i just said as like opposition to local shops 
just make sure that you you know enough to uh, have a conversation with them about what they're doing. And I think the, the bigger point is if they're if they're extremely dismissive about what you want to do when you walk in there, uh, don't don't do that because you know a lot of the guys around here were I, I wanted to try a high FOC setup. Uh, high FOC makes sense. Um, you know, having momentum to get through a target for penetration, high FOC, it makes a lot of sense. Now, do you need 80% FOC or something like that? Do you need a golf ball on the end of a spaghetti noodle? No, you don't. Uh, you don't need it. But if they were extremely dismissive of it, they were like, oh, yeah, that's social media bullshit. You don't need any of that. And it's like, well, that, it's not just social media bullshit. So um, make sure that they're willing to help you out, that they're there to help you out before you go into a bow shop, not there to just sell you, sell you shit, kind of like what AJ said. Uh, what is your opinion on tuning the bow? Because what I've noticed is that a lot of a lot of bow shops, even like not just in my area, I'm not just you know ragging on my bow shops, but a lot of bow shops, uh, when you ask them to tune your bow, uh, they'll be the one shooting it when they tune it, and I think that's always just super ridiculous because you're the one that's got to shoot it. Uh, what what has your experience been with that? I I think there's aspects that the bow shop with knowledgeable staff can do um i don't i don't necessarily think i used to think this i used to think like oh i'll hand it because you don't you don't know what you don't know and all i knew is that a bow needs tuned and i didn't know how to do it so there i there's been times in the past where i've gone to a bow shop and i'm like hey can you tune this and that's that's all i knew um however now i kind of see it as a little bit of both uh, for instance, you know, I, I go to, when I got my bear execute set up this year, I went in, uh, my guy, Cody at Buckeye archery supply, he knows, uh, how to tune bows and things like that, but still would, uh, so he would set up my rest. He would make sure everything was on and level. The leveling aspect is huge. The second, third axis, things like that. But then yep. when it came time to paper tune, he put the bow in my hands and had me take three, four shots. And then would he would make the adjustments on the bow and then I would shoot again. Um, I'm very much hand it to the professionals and let the professionals do their thing. But there is still aspects you need to be involved with. It, it doesn't make sense for a shop to put in and tie in a peep site without you ever coming to full draw with the bow. So, yep. you know, um, we, he would slide the peep in and then he would hand me the bow and I would draw back and I'd kind of nudge the peep with my nose or he would bring it up or bring it down. Then he would make a little Sharpie mark on it while I'm at full draw. And then I would let the bow down and then he would tie the peep in. So there's aspects that the bow shop uh, can tune, but if you want it tuned specifically for you, you've got to you've got to be there to be able to do some of that some of that aspect. But yeah, and once again, you don't know what you don't know. There's so that's take everything with a grain of salt. Yeah. No, man, that's a good point. And, you know, some of the times the best that I have seen is having two people shoot the bow and see what results we get. Because if there's, you know, if the bow shop, if they're trying to tune it to me, but then they're, you know, they're grabbing my bow and they're getting, you know, perfect bullet holes with it. Well, then it may be something in my shop process, but they still need to help you, you know, walk through that. 
uh, I've literally seen, you know, people where it's like, Hey, can you shoot my bow? And they're like, yeah, leave it with us. And you know, we'll see you later. It'll be done in a week. And, and that's, and you got to look at it both ways. That bow shop might be slammed. They might yeah. have 16 bows in front of you in that sense. I, if that was me in that situation, I would simply say, Hey, do you guys mind giving me a call when mm-hmm. you're getting ready to um, mess with my bow so that I can come in and see what you're doing so I can learn more? If you take everything from a learning perspective, generally people are going to open up and say, absolutely, we'll call you a day before, let you know when we're going to do it, and then you can come in, and if nothing else, just kind of stand back and watch what they're doing and ask questions and be curious and go from there. Um but yeah, so I understand the aspect of bow shops being busy. Um, I'm yeah. I think it's the number one Matthews dealer in the country is basically right up the road from me, Fisherman's Warehouse here in Columbus, Ohio. Um, <laughs> and I've been in there where they've got racks of bows that they are working on before the season. Yeah. Uh, and a lot of good bow shops, the smaller bow shops too, a lot of them will have you make an appointment for tuning. Uh, you say, yeah. hey, can you shoot my bow? And, and they'll, they'll have you make an appointment for tuning. Uh, and that's and that's pretty decent. But anyway, guys, we're, we're down the rabbit hole way far. Uh, we were supposed to end, I was supposed to end this like 15 minutes ago. So I'm pretty sure Andrew's got it or not. Is your name Andrew? No, your name's AJ. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So. yeah. Well, it's it's Andrew, but I go by AJ. Okay, cool, cool, yeah. cool. I couldn't remember if that was right or not. Uh, but anyway, I'm sure Andrew's got a pee by now um because we talked about that about 20 minutes ago so that's right anyway guys <laughs> anyway guys thanks for tuning in to the purpose podcast uh aj it was it was a really good time i always like having you on uh eventually one of these days i'm making all these connections on social media i, I really need to shake your hand at some point so yeah. um if you ever make it through amarillo let me know um i do have uh i do have some guys that i want to connect you with because i think they may like to uh to have you on the podcast do you mind if i uh if I send your contact info out to them and, and get y'all together. Thousand awesome. percent. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. You should uh, actually, um, I'll send you their, uh, their contact info right now on Instagram. That way you can just, you can follow them and I'll let them know, Hey, you should hit this guy up. So, uh, cause great, they're man. really cool. They're a little bit more hunting centered than I am. Their whole podcast is about hunting. Uh, oh, nice. so I'll, uh, look forward to talking with them. Yeah, it's uh, Austin and Cam. Austin, I think, does most of the social media, and Cam comes in there just to make fun of Austin occasionally. There we uh, go. So, yeah, uh, which means Cam's my favorite. So, <laughs> uh, <laughs> but awesome, man. Well, everybody, thanks for listening. Tune in on Wednesday for the One Flesh podcast. Uh, this one, I mean, for your information, they're going to be listening to it, but for your information, uh, I don't think it'll post Sunday. It'll post the next Sunday. um so not the uh the 21st or not the uh yeah not the uh the 21st but the 28th so it'll it'll be up on the 28th hopefully we get some uh um, some good reels and stuff out of that so anyway aj i really appreciate it and i'll holler at you later awesome i appreciate it man have a good one brother yep you too bye